This is a Hillcrest Duo special feature episode taped live in Crest Hill on August 26, 2017. And today we are talking Con Air. After serving the last of his sentence, Cameron Poe is taking the first plane home to his wife and daughter. Today's flight is a special one. We're populating Louisiana's Felton Penitentiary. These guys are the worst of the worst. I see a lot of celebrities among us. I see 11 primetime live tweet. Regis and Kathy Lee's in a genuine 2020 interviewee. What you looking at, punk? Nothing. I was just admiring your cage. But one wrong flight. Stewardess, what's the in-flight movie today? <laughs> can ruin your whole day. Welcome to Con Air. Jailbird 1, you are not cleared for takeoff. And nobody on this aircraft gives a flying. The issue here is how the plane is brought down. Shoot it down. There are innocent people up there. He's got a little girl to come home to. He's been waiting for this day for eight years. What are you going to do? What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to save the day. This summer, check your weapons. Take your seat. Isn't that your car? And say your prayers. He's got the whole world in his hand. From Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer of The Rock, Nicholas Cage, John Cusack, John Malkovich. Where are they gonna land this thing? How do you feel about the blackjack tables? On June 6th. Woo! Buckle up. Conair, directed by Simon West. Thank you, and have a pleasant flight. That is Conair, opened June 6, 1997, so the 20th anniversary just passed a few months ago. Conair took an impressive $224 million at the box office on a budget of $75 million, one of the top 20 highest grossing films of 1997. I am Metal John at Metal John Radio on Twitter, along with me, Mr. Brad Risto. I am at Outsider Brad on Twitter. Follow me. I say things. Yes. And this special feature episode was guaranteed last week when we taped episode 68 that we were going to talk Con Air and give it a special episode because it is a kick-ass action movie from the yeah. 90s. Just one of the best, most ridiculous, dumb Summer blockbuster action movies. I, I I don't even like to put the word dumb in there because I, well, it. it. I it's love a it's a it's a lovely movie, but it has plot holes. You can drive several Mac. You can drive. You can fly a plane through. There is some plot holes. Uh, I, I'm sure you've got some. I've got different plot holes though than you. I almost promise I'm you. Sure you do. I'm sure you do. We might have a cut. Um, a few of the same. But yes. there are massive plot holes, but it's all in good fun, and that's what's great about this movie. It's just good fun All right, from start well, to finish. Well, let's talk about – I'm trying to figure out where to start. But I figure we'd start right off the bat with the cons. Let's talk – and I'm talking about the convicts, not the cons and things you hated about the movie. Yes, the convicts. But, but speaking of the convicts, um, you know, right off the bat, who's your favorite of all the cons? You know, I really like Ving Rhames. He's just Diamond Dog. Diamond Dog. Confessions of a Diamond Eye. Just a, a wonderful character. He wrote a book which critics called a wake up call for the black race. Exactly. As a result, there were plans to have a movie. 
<laughs> Denzel. Denzel playing Denzel playing <laughs> Ving Rhames. And he once bombed an NRA convention. Diamond Dog, your favorite, huh? He's my man. You know, it, when I first watched the movie, and I probably still say to this day, Garland Green's got to be my favorite. Most, mostly because I think he's got the best intro of all of the well, cons. Yeah. Like, Garland Green! And, I mean, he's in this chair. He's all bold. They got the poles they walk yep. him with. The, he's, I mean... Steve Buscemi in one of his best roles. Oh, absolutely. At least most enjoyable and fun roles. Now, I mean... The Wait. fact that he barely says anything, it's just mm-hmm. his presence, and they really kind of set the tone with him with that like that entrance, with the security, and then even like Cyrus and Ving and all those guys were like, oh, man, he's Not on this plane. Uh, him <laughs> too. And, and remember, remember Cyrus asking me, he's like, if I let you out, are you going to be nice? <laughs> you know, he's like scared to let him out of the cage, uh, and have, he's wearing like that muzzle. And, he's wearing the muzzle. He's just obviously the most twisted of all, or at least that's what you're led to believe in the beginning when you see him. But what's interesting about his character, though, is that um, according to his backstory, he's killed 30 people. Yep. He, he wore a girl's head as a hat. Yep. How many states was it? Three states? Three states. Drove through three states with her head. But we never see him kill anybody except, no. I think, a prison guard. I Did we Does even see him kill a prison guard? I thought he did, but I, I could thought, be wrong. I don't think he did anything. I just think he was kind of there. Yeah, I, he really... He really, he's more of an observant, you know, too. Also, you know, a lot of people think he's been healed. Well, I wanted to get to that because we have Cousin Stan. I got in a huge debate with him a couple weeks ago because we were actually talking about this movie. He thinks he raped the little girl. I'm like, no, that's not, that's the reason why he gets the happy ending is because he's healed. Yeah. And that's my belief. But that if you go, everyone we talked to, I was in the minority. You and I were in the minority, since you are obviously with me on this one, that he was healed. I'm like, no, he didn't do anything. He just went off and had a tea party with her. That's it. Yeah, he sat That's... there, he talked to her, and, you know, he said he was sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, there's no cure for what he has. And then they but prayed. He, he left the girl. And here's the other thing, too, is that his, his common sense that you're a free man right now, you don't have to go get back on the plane, but he decided to go get back on the plane yes. anyways. It was kind of like he said, yeah, I'm going to do what's right and get back on the plane. He let the girl live. His story also, is one of redemption. Because he's very observant, too. He's the one who sort of outed Poe because he even told him. He realized, he's like, I see that you're like a good guy, but why are you trying to be a hard, a hard ass? You right. know, he kind of took note of that, you mm-hmm. know, that, you know, uh, you don't need to be, you don't need but, to pretend to be what you're not. And after he gets back on the plane, he has some of the best lines. You know, him singing while they're crashing. Oh, he's got the whole world in his hands. Yes, oh, and awesome. and him saying when everyone's dancing around, define irony. <laughs> dancing around on a plane to a band that died in a plane crash. That by by one once again, one of my fa- that's one of my favorite lines in the entire film. Yeah. Just hit that. And then when the plane crashes and, uh, you know, you kind of get a, the story wrapping up and then it kind of ends with him at the craps table. Yes. And I think that that's was a, kind of a cool happy ending. Mm-hmm. for. Well, that's why. And that is the biggest reason why I think he was redeemed just because they're not going to give the bad guy a happy ending like that. He gets this happy ending. He's off free. He's been cured. And that's what. At least, I mean, people can argue with me up and down. No, he raped her. He's horrible. He did all this. No, he didn't. Maybe you think that, but that was certainly not the screenwriter and director's intent in uh, his betrayal. You're supposed to think he was cured. Yep. 
Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, the, the, you know, the leader of the con, Cyrus the, the Virus. virus. Uh, John by, Malkovich. Which, by the way, according to my research, John Malkovich uh, was not the original choice for Cyrus the Virus. Gary Oldman was the top choice. <gasps> oh, and, if he would have done his Russian voice, that would have been so awesome. And uh, apparently, Tim Robbins, Ed, Ed Harris, William Hurt, and Kevin Bacon were other names also considered. But okay, you know Kevin what? Bacon could have been fun. Yeah, but I mean John Malkovich. But it's I him. Mean, but I, can't, is, I, I can't I, imagine anyone else now. Yeah, but maybe did. maybe Gary Oldman, but not anybody else really. I mean, John Malkovich was so great in the movie. Um, I, I would say out of all the cons, he's probably the one who was the most deadly. Because of course, I mean, he has think no about, morals. Think about the, he made that little bomb in his jail cell, and it was like there was no need for that bomb other than. To let people that, know he got out. and Not only that he let people that got out, but it's like, hey, I got out and I still killed you. Exactly. <laughs> um, and <laughs> and you he's know, the most remorseless person in the entire film. I mean, we're talking about convicts here. I suppose um, Billy. He despised rapists, though. Yeah, well, yeah, he didn't, li- he didn't like um, Johnny 23 and um, uh, Billy. Billy, Billy uh, Bedlam? Yes, I'm a... Uh, but- he is the least, um, uh, I guess, actually I was about to go on a rant how he was the um, uh, probably most ruthless, but Johnny 23 is probably second most ruthless. Uh, Billy Bedlam's bad, and obviously Diamond Doug, he has a few redeeming qualities. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Cyrus kind of had that, had that, you know, I, 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 the fact that he despised rapists, but yes. he, you know, so he kind of But then he made an exemption for Johnny 23, so... It's like, well, I hate you people like you, but because you're horrible people, but for you, you're one of the good ones. I can tell. Yeah, I mean, from a dialogue standpoint, you got to admit, I mean, Cyrus probably has the best lines. Oh yes, he got the, He's best, got the best lines. Best Remember, lines. it's like you know, did you really mean all that racist? Crap, and he grabs a gun. He's like, "Absolutely, I meant it." <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, I liked pinball. So, speaking of pinball, let's pinball talk about Dave, Dave, Dave Chappelle. Bleepin' Chappelle. Um, apparently, Dave Chappelle improvised all of his lines or most of his lines. He confirmed <gasps> that on Inside the Actor's Studio yeah. back in two thousand six. Man, man, your breath smells like crap. He told me he loved me. <laughs> uh, his criminal profile: armed robber, arsonist, dope fiend. But he's a nice guy. Yes. Uh, I just He just got caught. That's what he, he said. I think caught. he's like, I'm a nice guy, but I just got caught. And uh, the, remember when he burns the guy, like, in the seat? He's like, hey, yeah. you know, I hope there's like, no oh, hard maybe. feelings. <laughs> and that, yeah, he's not really a good guy because he burned a guy alive. <laughs> well, that was part of the plan. Yes, and when he um, uh, doesn't make it on the plane, um, uh, the guy sitting next to him laughing. <laughs> and then he gets caught in the wheels and gets dropped down to the earth as a note. That's very that's <laughs> that, very true. That just awesome. I like pinball. But um, you know, and and then we get we got Poe. Poe. Um, Poe played by Nicolas Cage. Nicolas who, Cage before he started making horrible 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 acting decisions. And and you know what's what's uh what I always did really like about this movie is you really do sympathize with Nicolas Cage's story because you yeah. see what happens in the very beginning where mm-hmm. he gets into the fight with the guys who are going after his his wife. Yes. And although and, and you know, and he ends up killing a guy, you know, mm-hmm. in that fight. Although first and, plot then, and then the judge just cracks at you with your military training, you shouldn't be doing yes, this. And You're in the, prison. And then and there it is. The first big plot hole is they would not have um uh, sent him to prison because he was a 
soldier. It would have been a mitigating circumstances that would have gotten him out of going to prison. But th- that's the first minor plot hole. But and and let's well and that plot hole made a tumbling effect because think about it. If Poe was not on that plane, Cyrus the Virus and Diamond Dog's plan would have worked out perfect. Yeah, and no one, uh, no one other than the one uh, agent that was on the plane would have died. Exactly. Every and that's it. So this is all that judge's fault. Yeah, it's up. You know, but but again, you could also say I'm glad Poe did go to prison and did get on that plane because he saved. He saved everybody. <laughs> well, except for the people who were on the freeway in Las Vegas when the plane crashed. Yeah, speaking of that, <laughs> there's there's my mistakes. Oh, that is the biggest one. Because, you know, I've been to Vegas a bunch of times, and it kind of it kind of annoys me when I watch it because the airplane crash landing in Vegas, the flight path from shot to shot was completely impossible. Because <laughs> one minute they're bearing down on the strip, Next, they're in downtown Fremont Street, back to the Strip, back to downtown, and then they crash on the Strip, but when they're crashing, they hit the, the guitar, the hard rock. That's not even close to the Strip. That's like five blocks off the Strip. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, and, but one thing about that, though, is that they did actually crash into a casino, the Sands. It was being yeah. torn down. It, it was about to be demolished, so they were able to kind of crash into that one as uh, as sort of part of the demolishing of the sands, which is uh, <laughs> which is pretty cool. But uh, that is. you also notice too when the plane is uh, begins its flight in the desert after it leaves that little airport, yeah, which is right outside Vegas. Remember, it's like really sunny early afternoon. Yes, yeah, so and then it's crash, nighttime. It's pitch black. Can I just say another plot hole in that one? The fact that um uh, the um, John Cusack's character, the Marshal, put, puts, his, um, puts his plane, helicopter in between the play, plane and says, Come on, there's one good guy on there. We got to save him. <laughs> Screw the people in Vegas. They stink. We got to save this one guy. He just wants to see his daughter. That's yeah. all. Wants to see his daughter. Let's talk about the law enforcement. So we got Larkin, John Cusack. We yes. got Mallory, or Mally. Ma- uh, oh, Mally. Uh, yeah. And then you got Sims. Yes. And by the way, Sims, this is all his fault. Yes. Because his cover got blown and he had that stupid single-shot gun. Yep. Without that. Behringer. Everybody would be in prison where they belong. Yep. So it's Sims's fault, Mallory's fault for giving him the gun. Yeah. But then Larkin's a complete dumbass. And yes. they should just let him shoot down the plane. Yes. So, okay, so it, one guy get die, good guy dies. So I, I, That's another reason why I like this movie. It kind of just <laughs> so many it, it points out all of the stupidity <laughs> of law enforcement. Uh, I did... <laughs> I did not say that. Um, uh, if one of our friends is listening to this podcast, that was metal. It was all metal. But I did not say that. Law enforcement is <laughs> but great. No, the movie just law makes ba- law enforcement yes. look like idiots. Oh yeah, and I just love um how um uh, Larkin destroys um M- Mallory's um uh, car though. Oh yeah, the ass kicker. <laughs> yeah. Um. So here's another question: If you can give. One of the Jailbird passengers, a spin-off movie. What, who would it be? Doesn't have to be your favorite, but out of all of them, who would you like to see a spin-off movie on? Would I feel be- like we've already kind of got that with Garland Green. Like I feel yeah. like that was like you know. But you know what? I'd like um uh, just a uh, kind of action bad guy comedy with Eight Ball, just because we get more Dave Chappelle. Pinball, yeah. Pinball, sorry. No, I mean I could see that. That'd I mean, be fun. 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind, like, a Cyrus the Virus spinoff movie just because, like, his one-liners are great. Yes. And you could even kind of do a spinoff movie that leads into him actually planning out mm-hmm. everything, you know, getting Ving Rhames in place, getting everybody in place to, to plan the hijacking. Like, I mean, you could have ended with that, but you had, like, a spinoff movie for Cyrus. There was um, there was a actual... Uh, um, the director, Simon West, told uh, back in 2014 he would like to do a sequel, but only if it was completely turned on its head, or like Con Air in space with robots or something. <laughs> John Cusack, though, once admitted that he would uh, do uh, a sequel back in 2012. He told the BBC he'd be up for it. Awesome. So let's let's just punt on that thought for a second. If they Spinball did, here. Spinball if they here. did a Con Air sequel, would you want it to be more involving of these characters we already know or would you like a completely new setting completely new cast you see that's so hard so many good characters but they could never ever live up to this and that would kill um, a new cast this is so hard oh you made me so conflicted i'd want a new primarily new cast i guess i'd want maybe just have um john cusack and have um nick cage in it obviously nick cage now works for the marshals yeah, that's true. Yeah, I could see uh, I could see him doing that. Like maybe a new cast, um, bring back some of our favorites, like 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 Larkin. Maybe he's retired. And he gets a phone call on the. Uh, I'm too. Oh, we old got a situation, for this. and you helped us out of it before twenty five years ago. Hey, we so. this space some kind of flight got taken over. Oh, not this crap again! I need to get Poe. <laughs> get Poe. Poe. Have um, his daughter be the person on the um, a cop on the flight, Poe's daughter. Yeah. Uh, deaths. Who do you think had the best death? The best death. You know what? I'm probably going to take one that you probably aren't going to agree with. Johnny 23. Guy lost his arm. Yeah, he was handcuffed to the cage yes. when the plane was crashing. and He's know, dead. And they just showed the shot of just the arm hanging in yes. the handcuff with and all they his take uh, him a- tattoos. And they um, uh, take him away. Yeah, that's. Uh, I thought that was uh, that was a good death. I, Pinball had a good death. Oh, of course Pin- he did. Pinball, he, he got frozen run over. in the landing gear, and then you know, and then had that. I like how he falls into the into the traffic, yes. and he had he had probably the most iconic death of the movie. The one that you when you that was about halfway through, you're like, oh wow, this thing is getting really good. I liked Pinball, and it was nice that the guy who. That he burned alive, like yes. saw him running by the plane, and just, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. and he gets flicked off as he's trying to get in. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Cyrus the virus had a pretty brutal death. Oh yeah, he got his head crushed. There were some continuity errors in that, by the way. The type of pump that would have been on that ladder truck they were driving, yeah, can that pump water and drive at the same time? The transmission needs to be moved from drive <laughs> to pump. <laughs> Nor could the ladder operate while driving down the road, and that fire truck. Apparently was hacked and can do everything. Well, also, if you think about it, and I, I did wonder this before, because I noticed this before when Cyrus the Virus dies. When he's on that light and that truck crashes, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, he lands on a construction site on a conveyor belt. Yes. That seemed to come out of absolute nowhere. Exactly. They had to think of a way to kill him, and they wanted to do it in a cool way. Then, well, Plot hole. Yeah, but, uh, they're massive. There's many, and they're massive. That, that but is it, very true. It, who cares? Did you it's know, fun. by the way, um, we we failed to do something when we introed this. Actually, I failed. Um, 
Connor is an Oscar nominated film. It had an Oscar mm-hmm. nomination music. for best original song. How do I live? Do you remember I, that song? No, by I Leanne don't. Rimes. And also for best sound. And good sound, I will give it that. It lost both Oscars to the same movie. Do you know what movie it lost to? No. 1997? No. Titanic. Screw you, Titanic. Well, I see why it lost best song. Yeah, because that song was playing Oh, that song sucks. That song sucks. The sound sucked. It did suck. The best part about Titanic was the guy who fell off the back of the ship and hit the propeller on his way down. That is the best guy in that movie. <laughs> but no, the, I can see why that song won, because that song had a lot of play everywhere. I don't, didn't necessarily like it, but it played everywhere. The movie did win a Razzie for the unusual category of worst reckless disregard for human life and public property. Hey, I was right. I got one right from uh, Marshall. The Marshall saying, you know what? Yeah, we're, this is on its way to Vegas, but there's this one guy. He's really, really nice. We got to keep him alive. But what about the He's just mi- trying to get home to his family, his little girl. What about the hundreds of thousands of people in Las Vegas? Screw them. What did they ever do for me? This guy saved me. And How Do I Live I had a Razzie nomination for Worst Original Song, which I hope really? that was the Titanic. Um, so another so it was, wait, 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 wait. It was nominated for be- the same song was nominated for Best Original Song and Worst Original Song. Correct. That has to be some kind of record. It could be. Um, so let's talk about the character in the movie that has no lines, but is probably one of the most funniest scenes played out in the whole movie. Yeah. That's the bunny. Oh, the bunny. The poor bunny. A bunny that doesn't get... I, I, I got to tell you, I think my favorite my favorite scene involves the bunny. Yeah. I think my favorite scene is when Cyrus the Virus is reading the letter in his little... My daddy will be home on July 17th. When he is reading that in that little voice, I will see my daddy for the first time. And yeah, he's like, make a move, and the bunny gets it. I, I just, I love that scene in the movie. That's like probably one of my. <laughs> that had I, to I'm be watching ad-libbed. that movie, and that scene comes on, and somebody's like, "Oh, hey, John, shut up, shut up, don't talk." He's reading a letter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the bunny. Why couldn't the bunny just stay in the box? Yeah, all it's all Billy Bedlam's fault. I'm blaming him now too. Yeah. Well. So, what are your thoughts on that whole scene with the bunny? Like, do you think they were just saying, you know what, we're making a bad movie and we're just going to, why not just show our cards and, and, and you know, be I think I think they recognize that. I think that you removed this... the bunny stuff from the movie. I mean, I think the movie gets a little bit more respect I as think a good they, action movie. I think they recognized they were go- it was becoming a fun, bad movie. And I think they leaned into it. Like, yeah, can, I mean, it's it's sort of like you, you could watch it and think of it as a parody, even though it's not parodying anything. No. Um, I, I mean, I love, I just, I'm one of those guys, you know me, I love bad guys. And just a movie full of bad guys with different backstories, played by some great actors, yep. some great one-liners, and then just douchey cops doing douchey stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, and, and just the way everything plays out is just really, I, I love that movie a lot. And it's short. That's the other thing. Yeah. You forget, it's... Like an hour and 20 minutes. Can I touch on one more plot hole? And that was when they landed, and it's like, okay, if you want to get off the plane, you can right now. And they're, um, Nick Cage and his body are like, okay, let's get the hell out of here. And they're like, wait, no, 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 you can't do it because you're black. I'm like, but you're bagging and gagging him. They weren't going to see his hands. They weren't going to see his face. They should have just been able to 
uh, tie up his hands and put the bag over his face, they wouldn't know until they got him back. And by that time, they're gone. That's the other plot hole I had to point out. Like, it didn't matter. They were going to be bag and gagged. Yeah. So well, that could have. That's where the movie should have ended, in my opinion. Like, okay, the, Nicholas Cage is off, and that's the end of the movie. Roll credits. <laughs> yeah, I think they could have done that. <laughs> that that's my alternate ending. <laughs> Nicholas Cage gets off, and uh, that other guy gets time off for good behavior because he got off the plane. <laughs> yeah. Now, in a real world scenario, if this was to happen, do you think they would shoot the plane down? Probably. Let's just let's let's put more. Well, no, that's good, of course. Let's say let's say the pilot is being held hostage with a gun to his head. So the pilot's still alive. Say there's two guards on plane that you know are being held hostage. So say, say you got three or four hostages on the plane. Maybe you do have one or two guys that are about to go on parole. But at well, the end of the day, you're flying over the desert. The plane is headed towards Vegas. And it's full of convicts. You know, anything could happen. They could crash the plane mm-hmm. into a casino and kill a lot of people. Um, maybe they just land at McCarran Airport. Well, and, let's be. And, and I mean, but in a real world, I mean, what do you think would really happen? Well, let's be realistic. In a real world, even though they were going to an extradition-free country, there's no way that they'd get clearance to land in the extradition-free country. And. That extradition-free country would say, nope, you ain't landing here, and they would have crash-landed somewhere in the ocean. But i got to give them a lot of credit, too, because their original plan was really brilliant. They were going to land at that little air base. Take- they had the other guy with the little prop plane. They were just yeah. going to jump into his plane and get out of there, and the rest of the cons were going to be left helpless. Yeah. And that plan fell apart. Um, but if that plan would have worked out, I... I, I mean, Cyrus the Virus and Diamond Dog. And, I, I mean, some of those guys would have been scot-free. Yep. But they would have also been stuck in another country, which would have sucked because America is awesome. They would have killed their way back to the top. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. But it's no. It's, let's just um, give our final thoughts on Con Air, one of the just best little movies of 1997. Pure fun, pure adrenaline, just Anytime I see it on cable, I stop and watch at least a few minutes of it. It's one of those kinds of movies. Yeah, it, I, I agree. If it's on and I'm home, usually I just put it on and, and enjoy it. It's got to be the non-edited for TV one because it's got some bad language in it. It's got some great one-liners in it, and I got to hear them. I can't have them muted. I can't have them dubbed. I got to see it. And there's times where I'll turn it on and see like the last five minutes. I'm like, damn. Damn it, I'm going to go watch the whole thing now. Gotta go I'll watch just the, watch the whole gotta thing. Got to see the whole thing again. <sighs> Great. Just, I mean, they don't make like fun action movies like that anymore. No, I they, mean, try they try and try, go t- but these they, movies have like, you know, $200 million budgets. And they need I mean, to make money. That, this had a $75 million budget, which was big for that time, um, but it, they didn't like overdo the action, you know? They need to make money, and they don't have time to waste on movies that they might think might be bad. It's unfortunate, but this was from a golden era of action films. Well, we hope you enjoyed our Con Air feature episode. Uh, we are the Hillcrest Duo. That is Brad Risto. You can find him on Twitter. At Outsider Brad. I'm Metal John. You can find me on Twitter at Metal John Radio. We will be back with episode 69 very soon. We're going to talk some Defenders. The Defenders. A lot of Batman news coming out in the last week. We're going to put Jeez. our hands or arms around Jeez, that. Jeez, Affleck. 
I'm also going to go meet a Batman tomorrow at <gasps> Wizard World in Chicago. Kevin Conroy. The best Batman. Yes. Yeah, so all that will happen on the next episode of the Hillcrest Duo. Thanks for tuning in.